Hello and welcome to Dream Possible. You're going to be hearing compelling stories of people who have pursued their dreams against all odds and reason and made them possible. What can we learn from their journeys? Well, that's why we're here to find out. I'm Maria Retan. I had a dream once to become a news executive in a major market. Then I had another dream to establish my own communications consultancy. That's when Top Sell Strategies was born. Then I had a dream of creating a way to help journalists make a career change, and that became Jump Team Coaching. Dreams can change as you change. So what's your dream? Well, think about that as I speak with today's guest, Renita Fay, founder of Athena Design and founder CEO of AdWomen, a collaborative of creatives committing to elevating BIPOC talent and voices. Renita, welcome back to Dream Possible. I know it's been a while. You were on this podcast way back when it was purse strings. uh, And I really do appreciate you making your second visit here to chat with me. I know it's been a while since we've chatted on on this uh, format, but I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. (laughs) I think you reminded me it'd been like 12 years and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I've been doing this for a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, I was like, oh, what? 12 years? Well, it hasn't been 12 years since you and I talked, thank goodness, because then I would go. But yeah, uh, Renita and I, uh, in all transparency, have been working together on Ad Women, which of course Renita conceived, developed, and launched. She did all the hard work. And I just said, yeah, I'd love to be part of that. (laughs) Um, So I want to spend, you know, a little bit of time talking about Ad Women because it's such a cool organization. So just tell everybody in a nutshell, what's Ad Women? Yeah, so Ad Women, we, we're a different kind of agency. So we have a diverse team of best-in-class women creative entrepreneurs. Our vision is to advance racial and gender equity in the marketing, advertising, and design world. Where this came from was 90% of women believe that advertisers don't understand them. And we believe that if when we have a diverse team, we can offer better creative services that align with audiences on a deeper level. So when we're talking about an agency, like a traditional agency, we have an excellent creative team. But unlike your average agency, we're actually a bunch of creative entrepreneurs. So we don't, we, nobody is um, an employee. Um, we're all individual. Um, and we are WBENC certified. So we're diverse certified. We have a diverse team and we're DEI trained. And more than that, I like to talk about the fact that we come with divergent thinking and unique perspectives. And I think that's the cool thing that we have to offer. Divergent thinking in a good way, (laughs) right? Like (laughs) shaking things up because that's what we like to do. And, And because we are people from all walks of life with a variety of experiences, both personal and professional, right? That's really yeah. the value that well, we all and bring. When, and when we talk about, you know, helping our clients, we want to help our clients reach their audiences on a deeper level. And we believe that if our team reflects their audiences, then we all, <laughs> we just have better messaging and be- better creative and, you know, and, and, and everybody is at the table. Um, that that's how kind of that's our 
our philosophy. Mm-hmm. And better results as a result mm-hmm. of all of that. Mm-hmm. So for this is not a visual medium, right? This is a, right. Yeah, an audio medium. So I should let everybody know that Add Women is ADD, as in add, you know, to the yes. equation, women with yeah, an X I, I where the E would be. So W-O-M-X-N. So why the X besides X marks the spot, of course? Yeah, yeah. So there's, it's a, a okay. little complicated uh, way of right. explaining it. So we really focus on both gender and racial equity. I've always been a vocal proponent of gender, gender equity in the design world. So as early as 15 years ago, only 3% of creative directors were women. Um, that thankfully statistic has changed to about 29% of creative directors now. But there was this lack of female leadership throughout my whole career in marketing, advertising, and design. And it's kind of been astounding to me. Um, Not surprising, though, most of the leadership has come from white men. Um, I believe there's an important intersectionality of racial and gender equity. And that's where the X comes in. Our mission is to advance creativity and diversity. The X in our brand visually represents how we're at the intersection of conversations that need to be inclusive to move creativity and diversity forward. And like you said, the X is silent, meaning women, women with an X is simply pronounced women with an E. Um, it, it represents this intersectionality of a vast number of identities that include gender, sex, and race. And when you see the X in the logo, obviously you can't see it right now, but it kind of lends to this and. Em- you know, itself to this ambiguous pronunciation and causes the reader to pause. And we like to think it's the ultimate creation, uh, conversation starter. Um, you know, we talk about bad women's purpose and then, you know, we kind of listen to the response. So it's, it's, a it's, a it's something that we think gives people pause. Um, but it's also, um, a nice way to kind of introduce the concept of what we're all about. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know ad women, is a result of a lot of really soul searching, maybe think, you know, really thinking about what you wanted to do in response to what was kind of a flashpoint for not only our community here in the Twin Cities, but really for the nation and across the world. And that, that was mm-hmm. George Floyd's murder. Talk about mm-hmm. that moment in time for you. Yeah, I mean, I think we all had, I mean, I guess I, at least I can speak for myself, you know, some huge awakenings in the summer of early summer of 2020. Um, you know, and, and again, we were, you know, it was, it was the pandemic and we were all, you know, kind of on lockdown, but then this happened and we had so much time to reflect. And I did a lot of thinking. Um, I realized that it had been 25 years since I had actually worked with a black designer. Um, and ironically, in 1995, when I was right out of design school, I was actually hired at a Black-owned design firm, but I hadn't worked with the Black designer since. And it really gave me pause. And I thought, gosh, my LinkedIn network, all white people, you know, the people that I worked with, all white. Now, there's been a lot of, you know, quite a few exceptions, um, but especially Black and BIPOC people not non-existent in, in the world that I had been in. Um, 
And so I, <laughs> I just did, I, you know, I did a, a lot of reading, a lot of, you know, trying to soul searching. And I called up my friend and fellow designer, Aaron King. He was actually that black designer that I worked with 25 years ago. And I, I do remember us having many, many conversations. You know, we were both right out of school and we'd go to lunch and we'd had these really in-depth conversation about racial and gender equity. We didn't really call it that <laughs> back then, <laughs> but we um, talked about you know, our experiences. Um, Anyway, I called him up and I told him that I had some ideas and wanted to do something in this space. Um, And he was, he was a hundred percent on board and and he really encouraged me to start this. And that led to many, many conversations with lots and lots of people. It was a lot of one-on-one conversations. And I had a lot of moments of pause where, you know, as a cisgender white woman, could I do this? Is that, is this something that I could do? And um, I, I realized that not only could I do it, that it was kind of my white privilege to be able to do it and to use it for good. So that's um, where I haven't really been able to turn my back. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and it's, you know, I think a lot of people had, maybe not even similar reactions, but just this feeling of I need to do something in wake mm-hmm. of George Floyd's murder, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I need to do something that we're not doing enough here. And mm-hmm. how could we have gotten to this point? And it just, I think it just really captured people's hearts um, in a way that I, I mean, I personally haven't seen. Um, but a lot of that initial reaction you know, kind of cooled, has cooled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you hung in there and you kind of just put your nose to the grindstone and you made this happen. How mm-hmm. did you keep up that, you know, that momentum, that passion that you felt, you know, that, that sparked this desire? Like, how, mm-hmm. did, how did you make that continue? Because you're a busy person. I mean, you mm-hmm. have a whole design firm we haven't even talked about. And mm-hmm. you're a mom with kids. And you certainly have a lot on your plate. Yeah, I, get, I guess I keep coming back to the phrase, I couldn't turn my back. Um, it would have been the easier thing to do. And believe me, I <laughs> had many moments in the last two years of thinking, well, this is really hard. Should I, should we just be a team of women? Isn't that enough? And, and I, and I just, I kept, I kept saying no, like I kept thinking about the hardships I've had as a woman leader and that's nothing compared to my BIPOC sisters. And I just, I just couldn't turn my back. I just, I had to keep moving forward because I felt like, again, I go back to like, you know, what is my role? Like if I do have this white privilege, what can I do to make it, make the world a better place. And, you know, how can I bring people together? And, you know, it's, it's just something that I, I, I'm so passionate about. I would be very disappointed in myself if I, if I didn't um, continue. So I, I, that, that's just that, that passion has just kind of that, that spark has been lit and it's not going out. Mm-hmm. So, and I think, I think part of it too, is the more, 
the more people I meet, especially the more BIPOC women I meet, Black women, um, and just talking about what we can do together, the more I get fueled by, yes, this is the right thing to do. And yes, we can do this. And yes, it's going to be hard. All of those things. If it isn't hard, we're not doing it the right way. And it's, it's a journey. Like we're, I've learned so much and I still feel like I'm in the baby stages of figuring out how to navigate what I think for me. And I think for a lot of white people is a new journey, a new path. We have never been taught to talk about race. We've never been comfortable, um, you know, talking about it and an everyday, you know, in an everyday way. Um, and, and I, and when I talk to my fellow black friends, <laughs> they're like, well, that's so that's privileged because mm-hmm. they deal with it all the time. Mm-hmm. And so that realization, it, it hits me on a daily basis and it's, it's so good. And it, it's just, it's so um, it's helpful for me in a number of levels, e- even as a mom, you know, to realize like, how can I teach my kids that we need to just be a more inclusive um, society mm-hmm. and, and talk about hard things. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, um, and once your eyes are open, you see it everywhere, right? So everywhere, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to take a quick break, Renita, and when we come mm-hmm. back, I am going to talk about how you've thoughtfully built the Add Women Board, um, and mm. you continue mm-hmm. to this day to add dynamic people to the board. I want to talk about the latest addition to the board mm-hmm. as well. So everybody stick around. More from Renita Faye talking about Add Women when we return. Welcome back. I've been chatting today on Dream Possible with Renita Fay, and we've been talking about Ad Women, which launched to the world last September, but was really born out of uh, the the crisis that's happening in this country around racial inequality, and and frankly, the murder of George Floyd, which became a flashpoint for Renita and and devising ad women, which elevates BIPOC talent and voices. And, uh, you know, before the break, we were talking about Aaron King and how you had begun your career. You're a designer um, at, at a firm where Aaron was, and that was mainly a black firm, which is pretty darn mm-hmm. unusual here in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. And, but you had realized that you hadn't worked with a designer, a black designer in like, 25 years. Um, mm-hmm. But as you approach the launch of Ad Women, I know you were extremely thoughtful in bringing together your board. Talk a little bit about how you determined who to provide as counsel for Ad Women. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to go back to 2020 and remember that it was the pandemic and we were all. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's locked down. And thankfully, we had a, a summer where we could be outside a little bit. And even though we weren't really supposed to be meeting with other people, I had two women who I met with a lot. And we met in my backyard, Janice Stanford, who I've known for about 
I don't know, two decades, 20 years, we used to play on an ad softball team together. <laughs> so that's how we kind of got <laughs> to know each other. And anyway, she's Asian American and she's just been my number one cheerleader. She owns Fly Girl Creative and is just a phenomenal person. Um, but we we started having these like covert meetings as we would call it in my backyard. You know, we didn't, we weren't supposed to be out, but we we were like, we just had to talk. And, and, and again, she and I started having having these very in-depth conversations about, you know, race and um, gender in the marketing world and where we've been in the last, you know, couple decades. And that's kind of how the idea really started. She and I were, were just having these, these very intense conversations. At the same time, I had met another woman about three years ago, Jen Gilhoy. And she and I made a wonderful connection. Um, and what I what I realized was she's a great connector. And she and I met at a conference, but then we also realized we both were members of Modern Well, a co-working space. And she was like connecting in COVID, in the time of COVID, she kept connecting me with these people. And um, this kind of goes back to one of the concepts of how I actually got this, the idea of ad women. At, at first it, it was this idea of like, like 15 years ago, I had this idea of like this bricks and mortar place where we would have all these creative women entrepreneurs in this big building. And we would all be kind of servicing clients together and stuff. And I, I put that aside. And then, you know, in the beginning of 2020, I gave myself permission to kind of think of something like, how can I, I, create something new. And um, it was like this spark that Jen had given me with, she kept introducing to me, me to all these new people. And I'm like, this is in COVID. These are all great women. We need to keep being connected more. Like that's how we're going to survive through this pandemic. And so I started describing not only the concept of connecting women entrepreneurs in this way so that we could work together, but then also bringing in the concept of um, racial equity. And she was all on board. So that the three of us, Jen, Janice, um, Aaron, well, four, Aaron and I were um, kind of the, the beginning board. And we met every other week for all of 2021. And that's kind of how we we launched the business. They were just my sounding board, my, my everything. They kept me on track and <laughs> just kept me like um, going. So it was great. And then, as you mentioned, we just onboarded um, a brand new um, person on our advisory board. And we're so excited. Um, Audra Robinson. She is the CEO of Rocky Robinson. Um, Rocky Robinson is a self-care line of products uplifting black and brown girls. Um, Audra is just an amazing woman. She's all over the place on social media. She, it, her store is in, at the Dayton's project right now. She's a huge champion of black women and girls. And we're, we're just so pleased to have her in our group. It's really exciting. Oh, so exciting. Such a great board and, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of dynamic conversations happening, I'm sure, between you and the board members. Talk ab about your efforts to bring more BIPOC talent to the organization. As, mm -hmm. And I know that your efforts are national in scope, not just the Twin Cities. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the goals. We don't want to be, we obviously are starting out Twin Cities based because it's the easiest and the, the people we know, but it's really exciting because we are now looking at um, a more national base um, of people and, you know, it's, it's not easy. I will say this is probably one of the, the biggest hurdles that, that, you know, as a, again, as a white cisgender woman, it is, you know, where is that trust and how do, you know, the people that have known me for a long time, like you, frankly, um, you know, it's easy to say, Hey, I have this idea. I want to come along. And people are like, yes, sounds great for people who don't know me and who haven't had the um, opportunity to work with me over the last, you know, couple decades, it's all about, you know, building trust and one-on-one conversations and really bringing people in one at a time. Um, And the great thing is, is as I have talked to black women, especially, they are very eager to introduce me to their friends and their colleagues. So it's, it's really just these one-on-one conversations and getting the word out there that we're an open-hearted, welcoming community um, of the best and most talented marketing creatives and advertising and design creatives. Um, we are really committed to looking for the best of the best. And we know that they're out there. I think there's been this myth that, you know, oh, there's just not, there's not a pipeline. And I think there's a, there's a little bit of truth to that because I think the opportunities for some, um, you know, BIPOC women um, and men, frankly, have not been there to say, you know, oh, in high school, like I remember my mom telling me, you know, hey, you know, you're really talented in design. Let's get you into a school that has graphic design. I didn't even know what graphic design was. You know, is that happening, you know, um, to other communities? No. Uh, and, and one of our long-term goals of Ad Women is to help um, bring more young people, BIPOC women, into um, this great industry. But, you know, our goal is to, to really find these talented women who are not traditionally seen, heard, or valued, and we want to lift them up and we want to get work for them. Our whole goal isn't just to you know, have this community, although we are excited to build this community, it's really to help each other get work and help Mm -hmm. each other um, get bigger work, which is, is exciting. You know, we, we want to play, you know, it's not, it's not an accident (laughs) that our name uh, is a nod to Mad Men. We want to go up against the Mad Men agencies of the world And we know we can, we have a great amount of talent and a lot of people have been leaving the, um, you know, corporate and agencies to go on their own. When, when women are on their own, you know, a lot of times we do, you know, lots of like, and I know this for, because this is what I've done with Afina for the last 19 years is a lot of smaller work, but we're really looking at putting these really great teams together to pitch and do larger work together. Mm -hmm. It's really exciting. 
very exciting and, and everyone listening, Afina Design is uh, Renita's <laughs> initial job and still job mm-hmm. out there in the world along with ad women. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you talk about going after these bigger pieces of business and congratulations. Mm-hmm. I know you recently landed a very big piece of business, a multi-year mm-hmm. piece of business. So very exciting to see ad women with that success. But you know, I think what's going to help all of this, and this is what I'm praying, that companies are now waking up and have been over the last several years, waking up and saying, we have to do better. We have to diversify our partnerships, our vendor relationships. Mm -hmm. We have to be more representative. Um, The work has to be more representative so that we in turn can better connect with our customer, our consumer, whoever ultimately we are selling to, as you mentioned earlier in the interview. Um, I'm just curious, are you've been meeting a lot with DE&I procurement all over the Twin mm-hmm. Cities, very, very large companies here in the Twin Cities. We have so many Fortune 500 and 200 and 100 companies. Do you feel like it's lip service or do you feel like it's real that companies are really diversifying? That's a super loaded question. <laughs> um, I, and you get to I answer would, it. <laughs> I get to answer it and I'm going to answer it honestly because I will tell you what I see. I think it's yes and no. I First of all, thank you about the nod to the really big piece of business we, we, we got. I, we can't um, talk about it yet. But the great thing about that is they were truly looking for a diverse team because they are looking at trying to get um, more traction with diverse audiences. So it, it, you know, I think, yes, there are going to be lots more opportunities out there like that. And I think this is just the start. I think some companies get it and I think some absolutely do not. Um, we have, I, I, because we are WBENC certified, which means that we're a, basically a, a woman owned business, um, certified, we have the opportunity to kind of get in front of a lot of big corporations and their, um, diversity or procurement people. And what I'm finding is it's exciting at first because we get to be talking to these people and it's really disappointing because their internal processes do not allow yet for their diverse um, people to help the suppliers connect with the buyers. So I, I, and I, and I I can't speak for all organizations and I'm not going to name any names, (laughs) but it's, but I will tell you, it is, it has been, it's, it's really hard. It's a huge uphill battle because a lot of these people, you know, some, there, there's some white people in these organizations that still hold the purse strings and still um, are saying, oh yeah, we're, we're all about diversity. We'll talk to you and we'll talk to you. And then the door closes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, check the like, box. I, I've done my due diligence because I, you know, I talk right. to, but that's not where I'm going to land. Yeah. Well, you know, and I'll go back and I'll say, could you give me some names of buyers? Well, we can't really do that. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> I mean, what, it, what is your purpose then? So it's, 
I, that, that's kind of my next, I don't know. <laughs> I, when I, when a door closes on me, I, I feel like I have to figure out how to go around or how to go through or how to go, you know, I'm like, I'm, I got to figure this out because if, you know, if you're saying that you want to do this, but you're not doing it, not okay. Um, so you can hear the passion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Um, well, and as you talk about finding opportunities, I'm sure you have a vision for where you'd like to see ad women go, grow, be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, like, what, what do you see, you know, as we wrap up here? Uh, sadly, this is going to be a final question. But, you know, where can ad women be in two years, realistically, mm -hmm. do you think? And then, like, to cast a vision out maybe five years. And what do you see? What's your dream for ad women? Sure, sure, sure. Well, I mean, two years, realistically, I think we're profitable. I see our um, collaborators and our clients on a national scale. I don't think that's too much to ask at all. Um, right now, we are about 12 collaborators, and I see us in two years probably being about 50 strong. Um, would love to see it. This is a dream because I think this is a little aggressive, but let's try it. Half of our members, BIPOC, are identifying as LGBTQIA. Um, I think more realistic is probably a third, but yeah, I, you know, I'm going to put that, that out there. Um, I want to, this is not the Renita show. I want our collaborators to be able to become shareholders. We have, I have set this, um, entity up so that is possible. I see us holding like an annual conference where we focus on racial and gender equity. And it, it's for not only potential collaborators, but also for clients to see that there, there is a way to have diverse teams. Um, and then bigger, bigger scale, I see like five, five years from now, I'm, I'm guessing there are going to be other creative collaboratives that have launched in this space, but ad women is the first and is the best. <laughs> um, I think we may have global clientele and I could see us being like a hundred members strong coast to coast. And most of all, just a really great community. I don't, I don't want to build anything too fast or too big. I really want to stay true to our values. And um, that's, that I think is, is the ultimate goal. Well, Vernita, those are some big dreams, but absolutely reasonable, I would think. And I just pray that your dreams become a reality because I want to come along for that ride. Uh, well, and, you are along. <laughs> I am along. So I want to see that 100 members coast to coast uh, global clientele with with uh, half BIPOC or LGBTQIA population. Uh, I just love it. I love it. And if you don't, if you don't dream big, you don't you know, you don't get there. So I love that you're putting it out in the world intentionally today on Dream Possible to say, this is my dream. This is where we're going to go. And um, I'm just so glad that you're doing the work that you're doing. It's super important. And sadly, I think it's going to become, I mean, it's going to become even more important, right? Um, as it yep. always should have been. But um, it's taken, you know, a series of just true travesties to really get other people to sit up and listen. So, um, yeah, I, I, you wanna... know, I will tell you uh, one of my biggest goals. I, f I forgot to say this in 20 years, I want to become irrelevant. I want us to be irrelevant. Like that oh, is yes. like, I, I end our presentations mm -hmm. with that. Like, why yes. not? You know? Yes. Why <laughs> should we still be talking about racial equality 
if we've reached racial equality, right? Like, wouldn't that right. be a wonderful, wonderful thing? Um, right. Let's hope that is the case. For, for our children and their children, um, that would be just a wonderful world to live in. So um, yes. I want to remind people where they can learn more about Ad Women. Remember, it's A-D-D-W-O-M-X-N.com. Check out the website, learn more about Renita, the great work that Ad Women's doing. And if you are BIPOC, uh, a BIPOC talent, um, you know others who are great talents that could benefit from being a member, by all means, go online, refer the website to them, have them reach out to Renita, uh, have a conversation, join us on this mission. We'd love to have you be part of this amazing organization. Renita, thanks for being on Dream Possible. Thank you, Maria. What a pleasure. It's my pleasure. Totally my pleasure. Take care. Have a great day. And thank you, George, for another great show and everybody out there. Until next time, continue pursuing your dream. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.